<laughs> Episode two of Welcome to My Mind. We got Jason Doyer. Thank How's you for having going? me. How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Cool. Yeah. So we're here today. We're talking about um, your art, right? Yes. Something I don't really get to do too often, which is pretty cool. Right. So you're a tattoo artist. Yes. I've been tattooing since 2001. It's quite a long time. Yeah, coming up on my 20-year anniversary next year, so pretty stoked on that. So you, obviously you're a tattoo artist, but do you, do you make other art? Do you paint? Do you? So I do other art, but it's mainly, at this point, it's all based off of tattoo-related ideas. Um, I grew up with an artistic father, always doing oil paintings and stuff like that and drawing, so I was lucky enough to get some of his talent growing up and always interested in art. I actually started uh, getting a little involved in like graphic design in high school and then I went to a community college, learned more about it and I did that for about a year and realized I did not like it. So at that point I was actively looking for a tattoo apprenticeship and was able to find one and been doing it ever since. Nice. Nice. So, um, now, what would you say is more your your style of tattooing? Are you a traditionalist, or do you just kind of venture out into everything? I really enjoy doing American traditional tattoos, as well as Japanese-style tattoos, and then merging them together a little bit, which is really cool, and I like the way how th they just look so bold on the skin, and you can tell what they are from across the street. You know, you don't have to get right up on them and try to figure out what you're what you're looking at but something bold and it's timeless and classic and just makes a great tattoo is that something you found over time or it's something you... that i'd always heard about and then doing it for so long you find out what works and what doesn't work and what's going to be best for the tattoo and longevity and what's going to be best for the person wearing it so 10 15 years down the road they're looking at a piece that they got and they can't tell what it is anymore so right. It's just a little bit of experience, but something I didn't find out all on my own, unfortunately. Well, I mean, that's okay. You <laughs> learn, you grow. Um, so you, you work at Old Line, correct? Yes, I've been at Old Line Tattoo for uh, just over nine years now. Located? In uh, Hagerstown, Maryland, in the Valley Mall, which has been a very odd work environment at first, being inside of a mall, but it's been a great venture. So where did you apprentice at? I apprenticed in Hagerstown at a place called Voodoo Tattoo, which is off the of dual highway. And then from there I went to a second Voodoo shop down in Martinsburg, West Virginia. Then I went to Frederick, Maryland for a little while. Then I moved to Cocoa Beach, Florida for about two years. And down there I really got to help, it really helped my tattooing under a guy named Mark Longnecker. He taught me how to make tattoos fit the body which was a really good experience overall in learning and taking my craft to the next level. Okay, then, so what, what does that mean to you, making it fit the body? Like if you're going to, uh, make basic example, on the outside of your bicep, if you put a square, it's not going to look as good if you did an oval shape. You know, trying to make the tattoo look like it fits the muscle structure and flows with the body in that sense. Okay, so you got some anatomy in there. A little right? bit, yeah. yeah. Definitely not as much as uh, I probably should, but, you know, have a general idea of what looks good. Well, I mean, it's something that obviously you're going to keep learning and growing oh, from. Yes. You plan on doing this forever, right? I hope this so, yeah. This has uh, been one of the best careers ever, and uh, I never thought it would be this rewarding getting into it. So what, what would you say is the most rewarding part of your job? It's probably the cheesiest thing is when I get done the tattoo and the client goes to look at it for the first time, if they're not watching me doing it, and they go to the <laughs> mirror and then, uh, the, you know, you see the smile on their face. That's, that's really cool, you know, because that way you know you did your part in giving them what they wanted. Do you have a, I mean, is that a thing? Like, I mean, I know I like to watch, but so, so you're saying like a, there's a fair amount of people that probably don't, right? Yeah, this. but also, I mean, if, if I'm working on someone's back, you're not going to be able to watch it at that time. But some sense. people just don't <laughs> like to watch. So, right? yeah, they have okay. a little freak out, you know, especially people getting their first couple tattoos. Right. They don't want to watch. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. 
Well, I mean, what would you say um, would be some advice for somebody who's trying to get into that field? The best advice I can give anyone who's interested in tattooing is, first off, get tattooed. Next is draw. Draw whatever you like. Don't try to draw something that you think others want to see. Stick to what you like doing best. And then start showing off your artwork in tattoo shops and making people realize that you are an artist and you have the drive to keep doing it. Um, the more artwork you produce, the better off you're going to be. I mean, this is a field where you need to keep drawing, keep pr producing, and it's ultimately going to help your craft as you keep doing it. Do you want more of these doodads for your drink? Man, look at that. <laughs> it's professional. That's snazzy. That shit. I have more here. <laughs> load up. Load up on the seltzers. Right? That's right. Oh, so refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, like I said, it's been a while since hey, I've done this too. Right. So, um, yeah. So, are you from Pennsylvania? Actually, I'm from Maryland, but I'm near the Clear Spring area, so which is very close to Pennsylvania, and only what 20 minutes from West Virginia. But grew up in Clear Spring. Um, not much going on at the time when I was growing up, so I always wanted to get out. So I was able to move to Florida and. Escaped for a little bit, then uh, realized it's not that bad of a place, you know, and ended up moving back and been here ever since. So, now you're just loving life. Yeah, absolutely loving life. Moved up to Greencastle about six, seven years ago, you know, and uh, got a little family started and thought that would be a great place to raise a kid, so I'm trying that. So why not? Beautiful place, man. It is. I think we take it for granted when we're growing up, you know, because it's such a small town, small community, and we're just like, oh, want to get out of it, but then realize it's somewhat decent people and decent area, and it's really not that bad. Right. Um, but you did, like you said that, you know, like moving to Cocoa Beach was really good for you. You learned, um, you know, something different. I mean, do you see yourself, like, is there like a, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Like, um, uh place that all tattooists maybe want to try out i don't necessarily know if there's like one particular place um i personally Where's the mecca for a tattoo that's just it i don't know <laughs> if there is one I, I feel like there are certain like certain shops all across the country that are like the shop to go to but it also depends on the style of tattoo that you do i mean if you're really in the japanese work you want to go there's a couple places I can think right, you know, like in New York, like New York City, and San Francisco and stuff like that. But then if you're into like say New School, they're going to be in totally different places in the country. So it depends on what you're into as to where you see the mecca as being. But overall, I do think the East Coast has a really good tattoo scene, simply because you have New York, Boston, Richmond, D.C., Baltimore, all the way down to Florida. You know, so many different styles in such an eclectic view of people, it's just a really good place to be. And within a day trip, you can be halfway up the coast and going to find an artist that you really like and getting some work done by them. So, um, I mean, I guess you would, you know, you kind of gain some different aspect too from, you know, conventions and things like that. Absolutely. What's, do you try to go to conventions often, um, or is that? I, I like doing conventions simply because it's a it's a different scene. Get you out of the the routine of going to the same shop all the time. Um, I don't do as many conventions as I would like to, but uh, I do one in Reading, PA, each year. I started doing one in DC this past year. Um, I have plans to try to go to Richmond and stuff like that. But uh, going to conventions is great because you get to meet new people. You get to see a whole different array of clients and it's fun just to be in a different atmosphere and trying to, it takes, puts you out of your element, which is a good thing too. Cause you know, you get too comfortable in the same thing every day and put into a new atmosphere. It's going to push you a little bit more and that's what you got to keep going. You got to keep pushing yourself or you're never going to grow and you're just going to become stagnant in your art. Makes sense. 
would you say is the weirdest thing, like weirdest request for a tattoo that you've ever had? I don't know, man. People can be really odd in wanting tattoos. I mean, I mean, even to me, like an odd request would be getting another person's name on you, but you're not with that person at the moment. Maybe trying to get the name so it'll win them back almost. I mean, to me, that's pretty odd. Someone else may seem like a great idea. So it's all relative in that part. But I mean, there's also like, I will say the weirdest tattoo I ever did was a, a Care Bear with a Batman symbol on its stomach being hung by a rope noose underneath a rainbow. And the thing about that one was the woman never told me why she got it. She just kept saying it's an inside joke. It's an inside joke. And I was really bummed that she couldn't be comfortable enough to tell me what it was because it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? There's so much literal symbolism right. in there. And it's just <laughs> very... I'm really curious about what the fuck is. <laughs> if you're listening, please let us know. Yes. I mean, and that was... I want to say that was 10, 11 years ago. And to this day, it's still my top rated number one odd thing I've done. It's haunting you. Almost every time I think about it, I was like, what did it mean? (laughs) Why? (laughs) Waking up in the middle of the night. Right. Cold Cold sweat. (laughs) Every time I see a Care Bear, it's like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) The one that got away. Shit. That's funny. And then I got to relay the story to someone, of course, because it's on my mind. So. Now, does it? Uh, what are the top most obnoxious questions that you get as a tattoo? There artist? is a lot of them, and I know I'll, I'll skip a couple. But um, does it hurt? <laughs> yes, it hurts. It's a tattoo. It doesn't feel good. Um, That's relative. I feel like. Right. It's. <laughs> it's there's so many, like, while I'm tattooing, like, first-timers, there's always those questions that ask, but I'm, I just can't think of them right now. And they're, they're, they get annoying after 20 years, but at the same time, it's like, I understand, this is your first time getting this, or it's a first experience for you, so you want to learn more about it, but, yeah, it just gets annoying after a while. Um, did you draw as a kid? Nope, I just went straight to tattoo. No, of course I drew as a kid, you know? (laughs) Um... How much is a sleeve? Yes, another good one. <laughs> um, my buddy can do it for cheaper and all that greatness. Oh, yeah. yeah. Then why are you here? Right. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Repetitiveness is very common in this field. Does it bother you when people just, like, do you get the same type of, like, people coming in for, like, infinity symbols and Pinterest tattoos or, like... Yes and no. Um, I will say that the, uh, I think the infinity symbol craze is dying down, but um, there are a lot of people out there with them, and if they like them, that's great. It's not for everybody. Um, as far as Pinterest goes, I feel like when I started tattooing, you walk into a tattoo shop and walls would be covered with tattoo flash, just designs all over the wall and that's where you get your ideas from. Now somebody can just sit at home for hours on end on the internet finding what they want. And most of the time it is off of Pinterest, which as mundane or as boring as the designs can be, I'm not saying they all are, it's a great resource. And I've come to realize this, and not that I like it, but it's, it's a good resource for people to find out some different avenues they can explore when trying to find what piece they want. So I do miss the days of just coming in and people picking stuff off the wall. But now it's the same thing where we keep seeing the same images come in on people's cell phones. Like, I want this. And it's like, oh, I just did that yesterday. Same type of thing, but different medium now. I mean, that's a good way to look at it, though. You know, because we are in a digital age. And so, you know, you kind of have to... I mean, I remember Flash all over. Right. You know? Yep. And I, I guess this is just a virtual flash. Yeah, that's all it is. That and you don't even have to supply. No. It's just done for you. Right. And I, I will say that I feel like there's more artwork out there that's not done by tattooers that's getting looked at by people thinking that's what a tattoo should be. And I feel like it's getting away a little bit from tattoo artist 
creative designs, but then you have certain people that want that, and that's that's. Can you give me an example of what that? I mean, be? before you would draw a sheet of butterflies, and you can make them as colorful as you want. They don't have to be realistic. Now people are just bringing in exact pictures of the butterfly they want because they saw it in their garden or saw it on the internet, and it's a South African butterfly that their grandmother talked about once and that's the tattoo for them it's not a make-believe something fun and whatever tattoo it's just exactly how it has to be i mean that's kind of cool though too that's got to be really challenging to try and do something that's lifelike right oh yes and i don't excel at that and i know that so i try to stay away from it as much as possible there's plenty of other artists out there and even in this area that I will gladly send you to if I know they if they can do a better product than I can I want you to go get that better product I never try to do something that's outside of my realm I've learned that and I want the person to be happy with what they're getting that's respectable but yeah. but at the same time like how do you get better at those things it's one of those things where if you're interested in getting better then you just keep doing it and keep trying it and stuff like that but I if you don't enjoy it, then... Exactly. Like, I, ever since I was a kid, I never enjoyed drawing faces or anything like that, so I don't do portraits. I mean, it's just, I don't want to mess it up and make someone's aunt look like their uncle by mistake. So, yeah, <laughs> you can't fix some, it. Yeah, <laughs> terrible stuff out there. Yes. In that regard, yeah. And some people just don't understand. I wish more people would, you know, recognize their own limits. Exactly. Just, that's what know? I was, was going to say. It's the artists that just want the money or just want the... To say, oh, I'm busy all the time. I could do anything, and they really can't. Yeah, but I guess there's there's some yeah, like if you're you know some some people are better like with I've been to tattoo shops where they're like, oh, this is our font guy, this is our yes. lettering guy, you know, Absolutely. and you know they kind of would you say your shop is like that? Like Definitely. y'all are That's so good at like you know kind of spreading out the the job in that way. Yeah, that's definitely what I like about this shop is between all the artists we have our certain strengths and we will definitely push a client into someone else's booths that we know will do a better job and as a whole it makes the shop better that way you're going to get a better product the client's going to be happy and more likely to return not saying they're going to get the same type of tattoo they might go to someone else but it's going to give your shop a better reputation and all the artists that are in the shop know this and we all want to become better as a whole. Sure. So it's a good work environment in that aspect. Do you guys just sit around and like tattoo each other for fun or like <laughs> as busy as are we you, are, are we like... do not have time to do it. Uh. <laughs> we uh tattoo artists are usually the last people to get tattooed in the shop. It's always the front counter and the piercers who are the lucky ones to to get into the booth when we have an opportunity to. Nice. To be a dummy in the situation. Right. You're just, hey, man, I really want to try this style. Are you? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, sometimes it does happen, but it's very rare that the tattooers get to tattoo each other. Mm. But sometimes it works, and a lot of times it doesn't. So. Uh, I, I mean, do you have any tattoos on you now that you've done to yourself? I've only tattooed myself once, and I would say it was in the first year or two I was starting to tattoo. I did an outline on my thigh. And then I didn't finish it till like five or six years later. Changed a little bit here and there and then colored it and go from there. But it's definitely a different experience because it hurts more and you go a lot slower. And I'd rather just have someone else tattoo me and get it over with. Right. And then for me, I don't like looking at my own artwork over the years. So I'd rather not have a piece of artwork on me that I have to keep looking at. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um. Now, I don't know why this just popped in my head, but I was thinking of, um, wait, what's her name? Kev on D. Mm -hmm. And how she just, like, has all of her friends, like, tag her body. Yeah. And, I mean, would, is that something you would do? Or, like, do you try to, like, do you scrapbook your body in that way as far as, like, tattoos? But not it's, necessarily. They don't have to write something terrible. But. I do scrapbook my body, but at the same time, I've never, uh, I've always went to other tattoo artists that I look up to and respect to get tattooed by. Um, I'm not saying I would let someone who doesn't know how to tattoo as a great, good friend of mine just tattoo me. Cause I've, my ultimate goal is to have my body full of really, really good tattoos. I kind of messed up early in the beginning, but now I'm trying to fix it and 
go from there, you know. I don't want random little words tattooed on me and stuff. But I can totally understand where people would do that. You know, letting their best friend tattoo them. But I don't necessarily want a dick and balls on my leg either. Right, yeah. <laughs> they're just like, oh, I'm going to do something on you. Right, yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing they know how to draw. Right. <laughs> outlining their hand. Yes. Wouldn't that be it's turkeys? I don't know. Um, what would you say is like your favorite trend right now for tattoos? Oh, favorite trend. Um, I will say I think people are realizing they're doing their homework more and finding out what good tattoos are and people are willing to travel for them now. So like we'll get clients in from, you know, five, six hours away who want the style that you're doing. I think it's cool that people are realizing it's fun to do a little destination tattoo. So I have a client that comes up from Richmond every couple of weeks to get tattooed, you know, which is three hours away. Wow. And it's been cool doing stuff like that, you know, just getting a tattoo people who aren't from the area who are seeking you out. I think that's become more of a trend over the years. Yeah, I wouldn't say there's a certain type of art that's really trending at this time. I've seen a lot of those, like, uh, like people get their kids' drawings tattooed on them. Yeah, that's always cool. And I think that's, yeah, I think I, I would do that. You yeah, know, I think so. I, I would totally do that as well. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's cool doing it for people. I uh, a, a good friend of mine called me up one day. He's like, do you have any time available today? I'm having a really bad day and I want to get a tattoo. And I just happen to have a couple free hours so he comes in and he has a kid's drawing. He said, I keep this drawing on my desk and whenever I'm having a bad day, I look at it. Aww. And he ended up getting a tattooed on him. And I thought that was great. I thought it was really cool, great idea. And it made his day better. That's and you know, anytime he's having a bad day, he can just look on his shoulder instead of you know, trying to find the drawing or whatever if he's not home. That's awesome, yeah. yeah. So it is a cool idea, having the kid's drawings. You know, and especially if they're younger and then progressing, you know, get it right. every couple of years and see how it goes. Yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. um, now, what about like all these different kinds of like inks that are coming out, like UV responsive ink? Like I just right. saw like a picture of somebody's ear that like it didn't even look like it was tattooed, but they had actually tattooed the whole entire ear and they passed like the UV light over it and it like shimmered like a fairy. And I was like, right. whoa, like that's crazy. It is crazy. And I've used a few of those inks before. Um, I've used the clear where you can't see it and then under a black light it'll glow. And then there's other colors like orange and pink that are very bright in the skin normally. And then once you shine a light over them, they just glow even more. For me personally, I don't think I would get it simply because I don't trust something that glows in your body. Yeah. I mean, but how does that, how do they make, like, what is the 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 main thing they use with that is phosphorus. Okay. So it is a mineral. You know, and I don't see any long-term harm in it. But for me, it's just kind of weirds me out. And I personally don't use it anymore. I haven't used it in about 10 years. Really? Yeah. Oh, so that's been around it's for been a while. It's been around time? for a while, yeah. It shows how much I know. No, no. Just, <laughs> I mean, I didn't, uh, yeah, I didn't realize it. I mean, I guess, yep. you know, with the internet, you know, you kind of get to see a little bit more than oh, what yeah, you yeah. would normally. Yep. And then once you were saying, like, once something starts trending, more people are going to see it that... It may not be a trend. It may have been years and years ago, but it's still getting out there. Sure. Which is not a bad thing. The more information you have, it, the better off you are. So you don't, you just, like, do you get clients that ask for that a lot or? It's... Not very much anymore. Really? No. Um, we do have people that ask for it, but um, the shop I'm at, we supply our own inks. So I just don't have it. So okay. I don't know of anyone in the shop that does have any. So I wouldn't be able to offer it to them anyway. I mean, I, I, I recognize that it's a lot of work. So, yes. I mean, if I have to do my regular job to pay my bills, you know, I would say that that would be something that I don't know is necessarily achievable. So, like, right. I mean, I know that there are paid apprenticeships mm -hmm. sometimes, but that's not usually typically the case. No, like, not really. Um, me personally, I had a normal 40-hour-a-week job, you know, 8 to 5, get off work at five o'clock, go home, get a quick shower, and then go into the tattoo shop from six to 10 every day and do that for two years. You know, you're not getting paid, but you're learning your craft. And then actually, instead of getting a paid apprenticeship, you're actually paying them 
to teach you. Exactly. So yeah. it is tough in that aspect, but if it's something that you're really committed to doing, it will be worth it. You just got to put your time in and learn the ins and outs of what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. And yeah. then, like, the apprenticeships are, like, different lengths at different places, yeah, too. Yeah, it like... all depends on the artist that's training you. Right. Um, I would say two years is probably, like, a a normal apprenticeship. The, uh, the guy who taught me, I did like the way he did it where he accepted your apprenticeship. You would come in, work, and then he didn't charge you to learn until you started tattooing. Once he start, once he put you on the floor tattooing, he would take a percentage of your paycheck every week. So okay. it was kind of like paying back. You didn't have to come up with all the money up front. That's nice. Which was helpful, you know, but it just takes a long period of time. And you just have to put in your dues and go from there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I mean, I guess... You know, I don't have, you know, the full, like, a, a portfolio or anything right. like that. I just have a friend who does it, and, like, she was, you know, just offered it to me. But, I mean, yeah. I guess it would help if you were, like, fully prepared in that way, and you, but, yeah, you know. But, I mean, how long did it take you to actually start tattooing? Like, is it... So, uh, it took me three years to find an apprenticeship. And then, I will say... With my apprenticeship, I feel like I was pushed into working, doing tattoos a little too quickly, simply because the quicker he got me on the floor, the quicker he could make extra money. Sure. And that was one thing I didn't like about it. So some things were skipped. So I would say I started my apprenticeship in the last week of July. By October, I was already tattooing people. Wow, yeah. that's fast. It was very fast. and. Luckily, the whole shop pitched in, and I was able to learn from a couple different artists, not just one person. So that did help a little bit, but I wish I would have had a more thorough apprenticeship. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, do do people still like practice on like pig's ears and or whatever um, else? I've heard of pig skin, pig's ears. There's a fake skin you can buy from tattoo companies that works. Uh, the guy who taught me said there's no substitution for real skin tell your friends that you're doing free tattoos and I had a line out the door until you know until I learned what I was doing yeah. and unfortunately I still have ties with those friends so I have to look at some of my first tattoos all the time and yeah. I, I, I really wish I didn't <laughs> I feel like there is a fair amount of people who don't really care if it's not that great they just want the tattoo they want the tattoo and they want the deal if they can say I got this for $20 they think that's the greatest thing ever <laughs> <laughs> We're like, yeah, I can tell. Right, that and they don't care. <laughs> it's this. Yeah, yeah, man. Yep. Oh my well, God. my friend did it for this. Yeah, it, uh, we know. <laughs> I'm good, thank you. Well, no, I will. take one. I think with a, I don't know if there's such a thing as a normal apprenticeship anymore, but learning how to draw a tattoo, learning how to clean a tattoo shop, learning how to talk to customers making them see what the reality is of their vision and then also on the technical side learning about your tattoo machines your equipment how you know needles and stuff like that that should all be a part of it and some of those things were skipped in mine just because the guy who was teaching me didn't know either so he didn't have the information to pass down okay. to kid to do you get mad when people call it a gun i don't <laughs> i've always <laughs> people always say that it's like Oh, it's never call it a gun. Right. It is a machine, but I don't care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Do you build your own machines? No, I don't, which is something I wish I would have learned how to do. But, I mean, you could still do that. I mean, I'm sure, like, yeah. the age of YouTube that you could. There I is mean, that. and obviously there are a lot of books out there I've seen. Yes. But, um, yeah, YouTube is probably going to be the easiest. I would think so. And at the same time, like, for me, I would rather be in a classroom setting type of thing than just be on an online thing. So I would rather be with someone saying, hey, this is how you do it. Show me or tell me how to do it as I'm working on it. Right. Not that you're right. You know, there are plenty of videos about everything and anything. But for something like tattooing, I would want it handed down almost. I feel like that's part of the tradition of tattooing. It's getting a little bit away from it. Now, it, you know, these t type of days where... Some people who tattoo don't even use traditional-based tattoo machines. They're using 
little rotary pens and stuff like that, which if that's what you learn with, that's great, but know how to fix what you're working with, you know, if you need to. Sure. Do you, I mean, do, do you know how to like, do you do that? Like, do you fix your, do you at least fix your own? Or? Yes. I know how to fix it and make it run, but also, you know, as Sounds tattoo like you could probably build one. You could probably do it. I would like to think I could, yeah. but, uh, I just never tried, I guess, to do it. It's something to look forward to. It's just huh? Something to look forward to. Yes, absolutely. Continue your tattoo artist journey. That's in that right. Way. Yep. Build my own little tattoo machine and tattoo with it, and hopefully not get shocked. It'd be great. Yeah, I think you'd be all right. Yeah. So Voodoo, was it the, the one that was in Foxshire Plaza? Yep, the one upstairs. That's actually the p place where I got my first tattoo. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yep. You remember who did remember. it? Huh? You remember who did it? I know, I was trying to, like, I don't remember what his name was. Yeah. At all. So, when I first started working there, you would walk in, and the room directly to your right was, a tat was an office. And then the next room was a piercing room. And then you walked into the big lobby with all the flash on the wall. There was mm -hmm. a couple couches in the tattoo studio. Tattoo rooms were in the back of the shop. Later on, they changed it to all the tattoo rooms were up front. And piercing was in the back. I'm trying to think of... So it was, I think, 2003. And I got my tattoo there. Did you work there then? Yeah, well, Whoa. I, I would have. I started tattooing in 2001. I don't know if I was still there. Or maybe the at that shop or the one, because they had a second shop in Martinsburg. Mm -hmm. I was probably at the one in Martinsburg. But uh, I was with that, the Voodoo crew at that time, if you would. Voodoo crew? Yeah. I remember at the time, though, it was like the coolest place to get a tattoo. Right. So. I feel like any new shop that comes in is the new right. is the cooler place to go. And right. They were the, the newest one in the area, I think, at that time. Why did they even leave there? So the owner ended up selling the business to his brother-in-law, who was one of the artists there at the time. And then he changed the name to Hub City Tattoo. Oh. And then uh, a couple years later, he ended up closing it. No, that was uh, Jason Lewis. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say that I thought that it was a person named Jason that did my tattoo. Right. But I was like, well, I maybe I'm just thinking that because I'm interviewing yeah. you right now. No, so there, there was two of us there, so. Okay, yeah. maybe, yeah. It might have been. I mean, I remember what he looks like, but, you know. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, Jason was always at that shop, hence why he took it over. But So it was probably him. Do you ever plan on opening your own shop? Do you think that's something that you would I don't know. In? I've always toyed with the idea. Uh, I came close one time and then found out my wife was pregnant and realized it probably wouldn't be a good idea to try to open a new business with a kid on the way. But then, uh, as of right now, I'm content. I'm happy working where I do. Uh, we have a great team. We have great leadership, great owners, and... Uh, I don't know, maybe further down the road I could see myself maybe doing something, but not in the near future. It's not for you. If you're happy, you're happy. Yeah, it's sense. it's been great. It's definitely one of the best shops I've ever worked at. So, How do you feel like tattoos have influenced our culture? Do you, I mean, I, f I feel like... Over the years, you know, we've become, like, more complacent with, like, um, you know, it used to be hard to get a job if you even had tattoos. Absolutely. And, like, even the military has become a little bit more lax in that. Yes. But, like, um, I mean, how do you think that uh, it just kind of influences people in general and, like, uh, our society? I mean, most people nowadays do have tattoos. I think it's uh, definitely become more socially acceptable in our and, you know, in just a short amount of time, when I started tattooing, it's, uh, that's when all the tattoo shows started coming out, like, uh, Miami Inc. and, uh, a couple of the other ones. So along with the TV shows, people saw more 
tattoos and being exposed to it more. And then, like you were saying, it's it was harder for people who had visible tattoos to get jobs, successful jobs even. So I don't know if it's influenced our society as much as become more acceptable. I mean, obviously in the music and like in the music field, it's with certain genres, it's cooler to go see a band that's completely tattooed than it is not. But, you know, that's also very limiting to a group of people where not everyone's going to be going to see that type of thing. So it's definitely been good overall just for getting more artwork out there and making people aware of what tattoos have become over the past 15, 20 years. You know, they're not just the old sailor tattoos anymore. You know, you're doing more realism and just amazing artwork created by actual artists who decided to tattoo, not just tattoo artists. Sure. Um, one thing I mean, I think most of us have really noticed though, is like, you know, the, the onset of people just covering their faces in tattoos and I, you know, like, can you, like, anytime you see something like that kind of just really, like, take hold and, like, you know, can you always trace it back to something? Like, would you, like, I mean, is there, like, something that the the, the client is telling you of just, like, oh, I, I like this because of whatever or, like, um... You know, like where where does that where does that come from? I don't even I don't, <laughs> I don't I, even know. I feel like with uh, the trend in facial tattoos, I I would say it started you know with uh, more like the music industry, you know, like younger hip hop artists and stuff like that getting heavily tattooed on their face and hands and stuff like that, and then people just want to emulate that. You know, they uh, they find the freedom in getting something put on their face and it's gonna, for them, maybe do it to cause an emotion in people or just get a reaction out of people that they normally wouldn't be able to do. Sure, yeah. I mean, it's interesting to me because it's like, uh, I mean, back in the day it was like only, you know, um, like I, I've lived in Southern California before mm -hmm. and um, they kind of, I remember at the time um, trying to get a job out there um, when I was, you know, this was like 10 to 15 years ago or something. And it was very hard to get a job just based alone on the fact if you had facial tattoos or if you had anything on your hands. Right. And they, because they automatically associated with gangs. Yes. Like, and that was just kind of a thing that, um, you know, it, it, you, could, you could explain it all you want, but they just didn't like that whole... Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, connotation with it. But um yeah, I mean I I don't I don't even know if people uh still associate that anymore. I think it's more of like a an accepted thing, which is pretty cool, but at the same time like Yeah, I guess yeah, that makes sense. You know, like music yeah. industry very much influencing Definitely. Uh, but um I can see your point, you know. It's I think it also depends on the area you're in, you know. I feel like if people were more likely to get facial tattoos in our area with because there isn't a high gang presence it's not going to be quite as accepted or because people don't see that all the time whereas in southern california it's probably more except you're going to see that it, more regularly you know but uh i feel do you get a lot of that do you get a lot of t face tattoos no personally we don't do any facial tattoos in the shop oh okay um is there a reason for that? Simply or? because we don't want to hinder anyone from being able to get a job. Okay, so it's that reason. So yeah, you, you exactly. Don't wanna, you don't want to participate in that. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I, I sleep better at night knowing that I didn't give a person a tattoo on their hand, face, or neck, and it's going to not be able to let them earn a living. So wait, you don't do hand tattoos at all? No, I'm not saying I don't do hand tattoos. Okay. I make an exception if someone is usually in their 30s, has a pretty good career, which... Wait, you don't have any hand tattoos? No, I don't. Um, okay. That's yeah. one thing... This is interesting. <laughs> I personally have never really been a fan of hand tattoos. 
don't judge me. <laughs> I'm not saying I don't like them on other people. Just, Just for me personally, I don't think I would ever get my hands tattooed. Yeah, they never kind of turn out the way you want them to. Yeah, and they take a lot of abuse. Yeah, you know? they just don't really come out right. Right. I will say that. Yeah. I, I, I think out of any of my tattoos, those are the ones that I regret, probably. Yeah. So, yeah, I could see where you're coming right. from with that, yeah. No, I would say, uh, knuckle tattoos, I, I think knuckle tattoos are awesome. I just haven't found the exact thing I want on my knuckles yet, so I haven't done it. Thug life. Right. I mean, why not? Yeah. Thug life, yeah. <laughs> But I mean, I feel like you're in a career where that's exactly. obviously acceptable. I could be so covered head to toe and no one blink an eye. But uh, for me, it's just the appearance of what I want to give off, how I, what I like and what I don't like. Sure. You know. That's very interesting. I did, yeah. I mean, what else is off limits at your shop? Like, what else do you guys not? We do? try not to. Uh, if a person's a minor, 16 or 17 years of age we'll try not to do anything below the elbow again because I'm stupid here because I thought that you had to be 18. No, in Maryland you can tattoo 16 and up. When did they change that? Uh, that I don't know. I've always had, Oh wait, no, I did know that. So yeah, my first tattoo was earlier than that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. Yeah. I think it was 2001. Okay. That's, that's funny. Yeah. I forgot all about that. I don't know why I've just like associated with 18. Right. I think it, Eighteen. It's just the easier way because you don't have to ask anyone. You don't have to take your parent in. Mom, can I get a tattoo or anything like that? You can just walk in and get it done. Yeah. 16, 17-year-old, you got to beg your mom and dad for months on end wow. to be able to get one. Then they'll bring you in and then... So you got... Sorry, I interrupted you. But oh, no, like, no, you, guys, right. you guys don't let people... We're not saying we don't are... let people. We try to explain 16, 17 years old, you may not be into the same things that you're into now 20 years down the road and then you're looking at a tattoo on your lower forearm for the rest of your life so we just try to play devil's advocate almost you know what if you're not into this band anymore what if you know what if that this oh, and man, that i'm gonna love them forever man exactly so good that's funny yeah. um i mean do you get a lot of like uh do you see a lot of cover-ups unfortunately yes this is a uh, in this area that we're in we see a lot of home tattooers and then people coming in wanting to... You guys call them scratchers? Right? Yeah, scratchers and kitchen magicians. Um, I've never heard that one. It's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. So they, we have a lot of people coming in asking to help fix it or cover it up completely. And just going from there. Sometimes you can. Sometimes it's it's better to have it lasered. Okay. What about, like, um, what's that? The bomb cream? The you know, I'm not... I've, I've heard of it. I personally haven't had anyone or myself use it, so I don't know anything about it. It seems like it would take a long time for a cream to remove four layers of skin. But if they say it works, and I guess there is some truth to it. Yeah, I've never seen it. I just yeah, heard I about it. Yeah, I have any experiences like, with it. I might want to use that. Yeah. So. <laughs> I just know, me personally, I'm going to try to be getting a, one of my tattoos removed it's on my back and so I can get a larger piece on my back and I'm going to be doing the laser process. What constitutes as like, you know, the need for a laser versus, you know, like it being able to be covered up. Like at what point is it not? It depends on what you want to cover it up with. If you want something that doesn't have a lot of dark colors or a lot of detail, it's not going to be able to cover a tattoo up. You're still going to see through that tattoo. So for me personally, I want to do something that's light in color and the tattoo I have now is kind of dark. So I know you would see the old tattoo right through it. So it's better just to have it lightened enough to distract away from it once the other tattoo's put on there. So your skin is perfectly fine after that? Like, it's perfectly, like... It can be, yeah. If the person doing the laser treatment knows what they're doing, has experience, you're going to create minimal scarring and be able to tattoo over it within uh, six months. Are there any tattoo shops that have, like, laser removal as a part of their service? Do you think that that's something that, like... I I know in Maryland, if you do laser removal, you have to have a nurse or a doctor on site. So that's why there's not many tattoo shops that can do that, because they can't afford to pay a nurse or a doctor to be on staff with them. So usually the laser places are cosmetic places or an individual standalone tattoo removal. Do you think we could get to that point? I think it'd be great. 
I think it would be a, a great service. You know, you'd be able to, that way you don't have to send your client away to have a service done like lasering where you can just do it all in-house. <laughs> it would be awesome. Just laser somebody? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Seems like esthetician level, maybe. Oh, um, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, that would be interesting to see. Like, your one-stop shop for just, like, you know, yep. fixing all of your poor yeah. choices. Do lasering, do cosmetic tattooing, regular tattooing all in one place. That would be amazing. Yeah. Do you got? Do you have? You don't have cosmetic tattoos. Hi, buddy. Hi, Jason. How you, you doing? don't have cosmetic tattoos, right? Like it, no. at your shop. No, no we don't. Um, is, is that something that has to? That has to be separate. Um, I don't know the regulations on that, but I don't think it does. Um, I just don't think none of us in the shop currently know how to do it, and never really expressed an interest in doing it. So we haven't pursued it stuff's pretty cool though oh yeah i've seen some pretty like the eyebrow stuff yes people do i feel like that's gaining popularity like crazy well i mean i feel like if you're like me and you grew up in the 90s and you like over plucked right and made like (laughs) you know comma eyebrows that that's like a good yeah you know option also you know like just uh you know people that have had cancer or things like that you know um yeah i think even as far as a uh financial standpoint i mean spending so much money a year on makeup as opposed to doing it once or twice every couple years you're going to save yourself money you know spending makeup and stuff like that but then going back to the cancer thing especially with like mastectomies and everything i know there are shops who specialize in like tattooing nipples right and areolas yeah it's great you know i think it really gives the person back their confidence and I think it's a wonderful thing they're doing. Yeah. That, I think that would be pretty cool to see if you yes. could, you know, have, you know, shops that are just like, you know, that's standard. Like you get, you know, whatever you need. Yes. In that regard. Yeah. At the same time, I feel like your clientele, your clientele would be so vast in what's coming in. And then, you know, your artists all have to be prepared to be able to do whatever they can to help. So I think it would be a little tough getting all those services in one but i don't think it's a bad idea right but that kind of goes in line with like what you guys already do you know you you, right you know you send people to the right person yes yeah and that's what we're we really try to help educate people as the best option for what they want it's responsible the way we try yeah (laughs) (laughs) as opposed to like in the 90s and stuff like that where tattooing was just you get what you get and you're gonna get kicked out the door when you're done you know which kind of miss that a little bit but you know as with everything everything grows up and evolves now I, I did see something the other day that i didn't realize and i didn't know like um that like uh you know kind of tattooing in general it kind of saw like a resurgence in our country because there was a i think it was 36 year ban on tattoo shops in new york yes actually it was new york south carolina and i believe one other state um, didn't legalize tattooing until 2001. I mean, what was that? Is that because of the AIDS epidemic or like what? Uh, I feel like it was partially AIDS, but just communicable diseases in general, you know, um, probably had a lot to do with like the military soldiers and stuff like that at the time who were the ones really getting heavily tattooed, you know, Stam sailors. Yeah. It's all about the sailors and whores. <laughs> fucking it up, man. <laughs> But yeah, they uh, finally did lift all that, and I know in some places like South Carolina, it's you can get tattooed, but there's still hoops you have to jump through to do it and stuff like that. Which I don't mind regulations on everything, but sometimes it's a little too much. Yeah, that's it's pretty interesting. Yes, especially because you feel like you would think that something like yes, I understand like the importance of like states being able to regulate their own stuff, but like you would think that that would be something that would be like federally mandated. Right. You know. Yep. And even in the state of Maryland, there is no regulations for tattooing. At all? At all. All you have to have is a business license to open a tattoo shop. What about, like, um, health stuff, health codes? None. What? Yeah. So, I mean, we take it upon ourselves to, we do, you know, CPR, first aid, and bloodborne pathogens on our own. We We recertify every couple years on it. 
just to have it, just to try to make everything as safe as possible. But really, there's not much. That's crazy. Yeah. Now, Pennsylvania and West Virginia, totally different story where everything is federally, not federally, but regulated more. And I don't think it's a bad idea, you know, licensing and such. Yeah, I mean, that just kind of makes sense. Yeah, especially in the state of Maryland where a hairdresser has to go through hundreds of hours of training or... 1,600 hours. Exactly. And if you want to be a tattoo artist and mark someone permanently, yeah, just do it. That's wild. It is. I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's something we don't like to brag about because... I feel like there should be more regulations put in place. Yeah, so anybody could really just, you know. Yeah, I mean, if someone was tattooing out of their house, tattooing a 12-year-old, other than harming a minor, that would be the only charge they could get. Whoa. And then if the parents are there, they're letting it happen, it's okay. Do I agree with that? Absolutely not, you know. No, they're not even old enough to no. understand that right. kind of and choice. I, that's like, you know, an extreme case, which... But, I mean, you do hear about that random oh, stuff. like of And, yeah, I mean, I just, you know, kind of automatically assume, like, oh, man, like, they're catching some charges for that. Right. Like, that's... But, I mean, I... I yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's insane. It is. But, luckily, you don't hear about it too very often. Yeah, that we know of. Right. Know, we don't. <laughs> we don't know. Um, that's, yeah, that's crazy. I, I'm blown away right now. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. yeah. It's people just doing anything. Oh, yeah. I get that. They're very, like, strict on a lot of different other things that you do. Exactly. Think. I mean, going to the DMV is one of the worst experiences ever in Maryland, but... All right, you're having a bad day. Go get a tattoo from neighbor Joe. Okay, no big deal. Yeah, that's that's just lo- bad Looney Tunes tattoos and right. <laughs> Tasmanian devils left and right just <laughs> cropping up. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. What would you like to see for the future of tattooing? I would like to see more people researching artists and styles you know if you know you want a certain a particular thing seek out the best person for it don't just go to anyone and hope they do a good job that's really all i want you know i'd imagine that you probably see a lot of that though we see a lot of it but still there's a lot of people who just come in and think because you're a tattoo artist you can do anything and they don't understand that not everyone is capable of doing that like what we were going back to earlier so basically just you know like as i mean general you know population wise like we just all need to be more educated ourselves yes but the only way to do that is to you know start asking questions you know research online don't be afraid to find out the answers you know, as with anything. Some wild stuff right there. Right. Still still amazed by that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty crazy. We got some followers coming over here. I see that. <laughs> They're interested in the conversation. <laughs> Which brings up another thing, you know, because farmers just, like, tattoo their right. animals. I mean... Yeah. And that's um, okay. That's been around for years, you know, animal marking kits being sold by tattoo companies specifically for farmers and veterinarians and stuff. Um, I think it's a good way to identify animals, and I feel it's a little less invasive than maybe a branding or something like that. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, how long has that been around? That's, I would say, early 1900s. Yeah. When did the tattoo machines start being made? See, thanks for putting me on the spot there. Um, Coil-type tattoo machine was actually a derivative of a Thomas Edison invention. It was called the electric secretary. 
And then it also was used for doorbells. So what? someone, <laughs> yeah, if uh, you go into a really old store or something like that, if you take apart the doorbell, it's the same exact inner workings as a tattoo machine. Whoa, um, that's really cool. But I would say, again, early 1900s, probably around the 1920s, is when the coil tattoo machine was around. What, I mean, what did they do before that? I mean, they, there's obviously the poke tattoos. Yeah, like hand poking and uh, like the Samoan way of like the tapping, you know, of, of that. But uh, that was primarily the main reason, the main methods used. I mean, I just want to know, you know, like who figured that out. They were just like, exactly. oh, we can take this Edison <laughs> invention and we could permanently mark bodies with right. it. Like, you know, that's yeah, that's very interesting. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna Google that later. <laughs> <laughs> you just blow my mind today. Right? It's pretty cool. Yeah. There have been cavemen found with tattoos. I don't know if they were. Uh, How did they do that? Maybe they just, they just fell onto a stick with some, you know, a, some char- like a charred stick or something like that. Or if they did that, then they're like, oh, you know, this is gonna be cool if I put some dots on me or something like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, if anything shows us that like art. Um, and creating is innate oh, yeah. in us then it's you know the cavemen and the cave paintings and but I mean even marking our own bodies that's pretty yeah. freaking cool it I is. didn't and realize that either that's pretty awesome yeah helps you create the person you want to see in yourself yeah, your individua- individuality permanent war paint right that's really cool yeah I had no idea what else you got? What else? I don't know. <laughs> some other random. Um, I keep looking behind you and I see a, an old trailer axle. It reminds me of a, a car part. And I was saying like early influences for me with art has always been like even like hot rods and stuff like that. You know the hot rod art. Growing up, my dad he loved cars and stuff. So being around that really helped develop a sense of style and you know the lowbrow artwork image and stuff like that it's always been cool yeah you know (laughs) there's an orange man flying overhead (laughs) you tattooed a cow yesterday i did how was that i mean it wasn't like i didn't tattoo on a cow i tattooed a cow on a girl well how serendipitous it's just they they realize they can sense their own, you know. That's but, right. Yep. Cow it was sense. it was a cool tattoo though. She got it came in, got a memorial for her grandmother, which is a little picture of a cow head with some flowers around it. It was, it was pretty neat. It was her first tattoo. She almost passed out, but she did great. She did great. Aww. <laughs> it was cool. That's lovely. Yep. What are your favorite types of tattoos to do? One of my favorite types of tattoos are roses. I love tattooing roses. Water, fire, and skulls. I mean, probably four of the most generic things, but like, I just feel like you can make them look so badass as a tattoo. You know, you could put a fire in water, you could put a fire on flower. Do all those things together, and then you'd have the ultimate tattoo. Exactly. (laughs) You know, a skull with a rose in its mouth on fire or something you know whatever it's just cool little elements like that you know i like tough bold looking tattoos you know you know panthers tigers eagles snakes kind of generic ish but you know put your own little spin on it and it becomes your own and looks great animals yes big fan of the animals cow is just yeah cows it's pretty awesome yeah, it, was, it turned out pretty neat yesterday. Cool. Yeah. You know, it, it is my understanding that, like, so who's the owner of Old Line? Wasn't he on a show or something? Yep, the owner owner of Old Line. I'm not Line. around here. I don't know. It's a husband and wife team, but uh, the husband, Dave Cruzman, he was on Ink Master season six, I believe, and he actually won the show. Oh. So that gained him a lot of notoriety, which in turn helped the shop grow tremendously. I mean, people would just stop in and say hi. People would come in and want to get a tattoo from him. So the shop existed before the show? Yes. Yeah, the shop has been around, I want to say, three or four years before he went on the show. Okay. But um, we got really busy after he won 
and were you working there whenever it was going on yes okay it was it was pretty crazy while it was going on because he was away for three months filming but we couldn't talk about it oh. it was kind of like a secret thing and we just had to keep telling people oh he's out and we somehow the story changed every week it was like oh he's out he hurt his back oh he hurt his knee oh he's going to have surgery so that was fun and annoying at the same time and then after it came out that he was on the show everything was great and then he had to do a final tattoo in the shop but nobody could know about it so again we oh, were wow. closed every second or third wednesday and it was like oh we're having the roof repaired oh this so so, so how did you choose the client for that actually uh the show puts it out as like hey would you like to get a tattoo and people call in write in whatever and they accept whatever tattoo they get it doesn't matter what it is and they are supposed to be fine with it wow so dave actually started his final back piece the guy came in got it outlined came back for a second session was in it like 10 minutes and the guy left he just bailed no explanation at all like they couldn't find him so he had to start over on a second guy Whoa. Which was pretty crazy and that fun little story. That is crazy. Like, what, uh, I mean, have you guys ever learned what happened with no. that guy? I don't know if he just wasn't into the tattoo he was getting or if it was made up by producers. We'll never know. But that was pretty cool. So, yeah, Dave and Kim Kruseman are in, owners of the shop. Old line tattoo. The shop's been there. It was nine years ago. Last week. How do you think that, like, this recent pandemic has really affected like i mean obviously you guys have been closed right yeah we um, were closed for just under three months during our busiest time of year and then you have i mean not to mention like just the general economy before that like of just like the decline of of the american mall i mean i feel right. like we've really been seeing um how do you think that that is going to affect you guys and like the future of your I've, business i feel like Malls in general are becoming less and less, but in the area where we are, it is still a thriving shopping area simply because there's so many outlying areas that don't really have a place to go to. So we're kind of the central location and everyone flocks to this, to this mall. So I feel like this mall is going to be here for a little bit longer than most others, but it's always something to consider and worry about in the back of your mind, but Right. You're just um, enjoying the ride while you can. Right. But we're lucky enough to have a great group of people that know what we're doing, and we're still the cool shop in town. So <laughs> yeah. it's been working out. I mean, I guess if anything, you just moved to a different location, right? Absolutely. I mean, it wouldn't have to be inside a mall, you know, just somewhere, a standalone place, and go from there. Yeah. I mean, but I'm sure that was wild for you guys to see, like, you know, like the anchor stores just kind of dip out, like yeah. Sears and Macy's and... Yep. It's uh, it's always something to worry about when you hear about it. Like, oh, one of the major anchor stores is leaving. It's like, oh. But, I mean, that hasn't really, I guess, affected you guys, right? Not really. I mean, when Sears went out, we didn't really have a lot of clients coming in from Sears anyway. But now we have Dick's Sporting Goods, which I feel is going to bring more people attracted to tattooing. So as soon as you walk out of Dick's, there's our shop. And I feel like we're going to get busier because of that. Yeah, more ex is extreme people that's right extreme <laughs> extreme <laughs> i also feel it's got a little bit younger crowd than sears <laughs> yeah yeah i'd say so that makes sense i didn't even realize that that's where dick dick's moved because yep. they weren't they were over on garland grove right, right? and uh, yeah i just thought they yeah they shut down was crazy yeah, yeah. see that i'm was, just learning so much right today. it was oh. weird because they opened and then two days later the mall got shut down so I know oh. that was a tremendous hit for them, but yeah. I mean, do you guys see any? Y'all aren't open right now, right? Yeah, we've been open about three weeks now. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we uh we got to open a week before the mall actually did, which has been a little odd, simply because there's not as many people coming in through the shop, but that's just for everyone's safety and stuff like that. So everyone's still busy, but it's a little less. It's more quiet in the shop and. You just come in, do what you have to do, and so you're not you're not getting a lot of walk-ins. Obviously, no. you're just getting like these are appointment-based. Yeah, and basically we're right now still playing catch-up from the three months we were off. So at this point, we're booking into September, October almost. Some of us till December already. So we're already backed up 
because of this, which has been great, yeah. you know, financially, and it's a little bit of peace of mind, but at the same time, it's like, wow, I have to try to think of my days off next year already because wow. I'm going to start booking, you know, in a, in a month or two. Wow. That's nuts. Yeah. I bet you you're probably getting a lot of people who want to get tattoos right now just because of like, yes. you know, just everything that's going on. And it's like cosmetic and it makes you feel good. Yes. And yeah. Yeah. Just like last night with the 4th of July. I mean, I saw so many more fireworks last night. I feel like people were just letting loose, you know, tired of being stuck inside and not being able to do anything. So they were just blowing shit up. America. Yes. Freedom. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who are some of your favorite tattoo artists? Favorite tattoo artist at this point in my career mm -hmm. would have to be a guy in New York named Mike Rubendahl, a guy who does amazing Japanese style work. Um, and you've been tattooed by this person? I have. I was tattooed by him at a convention a couple of years ago. Um, a lot of people at his shop I look up to and really like their style of artwork in his two shops in New York. Um, there's a guy down in Charlotte, North Carolina named Graham Beach, uh, an amazing tattoo artist. Um, a couple others here and there, but you know, those are my main people I've been looking up to lately. And then ever since I started tattooing, a guy named Sailor Jerry from the 1950s and 60s, he really sure. paved the way for tr American traditional tattooing, along with Paul Rogers. And uh, just taking the stuff from those guys and trying to tweak it a little bit and make it your own, you know, it's going to make a timeless tattoo. Yeah. I get inspired. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Well, I mean, I don't know. Do you have anything you want to add uh, to this? I can't. That was a great array of questions, and <laughs> I think we covered a good bit. We did. We went into, you know, health regulations and history. That's right. And personal preferences yep um i do want to thank you again oh thank you for being in our project and um, it's been a great great experience yeah it's been awesome yep. thank you so much so again so tell us tell us your name tell us where you work tell us how we can get a hold of you or take a look at some of your artwork i'm jason doyer i work at old line tattoo in hagerstown maryland you can find me on instagram for tattooing under j doyer tattoos um best way to if you have any questions about tattooing is call or email the shop try not to get a hold of me because i am very irresponsible good to know <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much and thanks y'all for tuning in we appreciate you thank you very much We are at... Okay.